Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Business Desk Today, the daily podcast bringing you our top stories for the day ahead. It's Wednesday the 31st of May. I'm your host, Murray Jones. Later, we will look at the cybersecurity threats facing New Zealand and the one and only Paul Macbeth will talk us through the implications of the scandal engulfing PwC Australia. But first, action to advance congestion charging could happen before the election. Oliver Lewis reports that Labour and National both support the idea, although National and ACT have previously indicated their support is conditional on the removal of the Auckland regional fuel tax. Business Desk understands that there have been at least two cross-party discussion sessions since late March. And Transport Minister Michael Wood told Business Desk that he is currently working through what a congestion charging scheme could look like and has been engaging with transport spokespeople across political parties. The value of freeing up clogged roads in Auckland was estimated at between $900 million and $1.3 billion in a 2017 report, factoring in economic and social benefits and a 2020 government report favoured the implementation of automatic number plate recognition cameras. The report, which suggested possible charges ranging from $1.50 to $3.50 in peak times, found a congestion charging scheme in Auckland could result in an 8-12% to improvement in network performance, similar to reduced school holiday traffic. Turning to another traditionally unpopular policy, and alcohol taxes are set to rise from July 1st, Brent Melville reports that a 6.65% increase in the excise tax, which applies to domestic manufacture and duty on imported beer, is expected to net an extra $86 million a year across all locally produced alcoholic drinks. Successive governments have hiked the booze tax, aimed at moderating consumption and encouraging a switch to lower alcohol beverages, in line with the Consumer Price Index for the past 32 years. Last year, the tax jumped 6.92%, meaning the industry will have to absorb a more than 13% increase within two years. That, according to Treasury estimates, will see receipts jump from an expected $1.29 billion this year to $1.4 billion by 2024, or an extra $115 million. Brewers Association of NZ Executive Director Dylan Firth said that's put the tax component of a 12-pack of beer at about half its overall retail price. This year's increases by customs will see a six-pack of 5% alcohol beer. This year's increases by customs will see a six-pack of 5% alcohol beer attract an extra 25.5 cent increase at $40.77 per litre of alcohol. Melanie Keyes, executive director with the Brewers Guild, said comparable markets have identified the positive effect tax relief can have on small businesses. In the UK, for example, the government froze excise tax increases several years ago and have now factored in a 10% relief for keg beer sold through hospitality venues as a way of offsetting inflation. Now, a word from our sponsor. Following a warning from intelligence bureaus within the Five Eyes Alliance, New Zealand's government and businesses are collaborating to strengthen their detection capabilities against cyber threats. The advisory, released jointly by the US, UK, Australia, Canada and New Zealand, revealed an attempt by a Chinese state-sponsored group to infiltrate critical infrastructure. However, 
Ben Moore and Dalipa Fonseca report that there is currently no evidence of New Zealand's significance organisations being impacted. Chinese representatives in New Zealand have denied any involvement, instead accusing the US National Security Agency of being the world's biggest hacking group. The cyber attack, named Vault Typhoon by Microsoft, focuses on espionage and information gathering and has been active since mid-2021. It targets critical infrastructure and organisations, including communications, manufacturing, utilities, transportation and government sectors. The attack exploits vulnerabilities in network administration tools, making it difficult to detect using traditional antivirus or anti-malware tools. If undetected, it can harvest sensitive data and potentially disrupt critical communications infrastructure. While no detections have been made in New Zealand, the government's National Cyber Security Centre works closely with organisations to disseminate threat information and offers malware detection and disruption services. Telecom providers Spark and 1NZ said they invest heavily in cybersecurity and integrate government feeds into their networks, while Two Degrees declined to comment. And across the Tasman, PwC Australia's tax advice scandal is claiming even more careers. The firm is putting nine senior partners on leave and appointing independent directors to its board as the embattled firm seeks to claw back confidence in the wake of a tax scandal. The company will ring-fence businesses conducted with Australia's government to minimise conflicts of interest and boost governance, according to a statement on Monday. The chairs of its governance board and its designated risk committee also stepped down from their respective roles. Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese said on Monday that quite clearly what went on there is completely unacceptable. So I'm with Paul Macbeth. Paul, can you explain why is this such a big deal? It took the use of inside information further than I think you would expect. This PwC Australia partner was privy to confidential briefings about the tax policy that the federal government wanted to pursue and then used that, shared that, to try to pursue new customers uh, in multinational companies that are looking to minimise their tax uh, around the world. That takes things far further than just having that information on hand to inform not only your, yourself and your colleagues about what the changes are and how they will affect your existing business, but then takes it to a level where they were trying to profit from it. And that really goes to the heart of why there's been such a strong reaction and uh, an Australian federal police investigation. And uh, does New Zealand have anything to worry about? Uh, PwC has an all-of-government consulting contract in New Zealand. MB have told us that they have sought assurances from PwC New Zealand that there is nothing to worry about. They've received verbal assurances and are waiting for a written one. The way that PwC is structured is that it has a global brand and a head office of sorts that can parachute in around the world as needed. But each of those national entities are legal entities in and of their own right. So they're not necessarily related in the way that you would think of as a, a branch network across the world. And now to the markets. The New Zealand share market took a tumble in the last hour, falling nearly half a percent as the latest reporting season featuring mixed financial results came to an end. Without strong leads from the United States and the Australian markets, the S&P NZX 50 index was trading without direction for much of the day and reached an intraday high of 11,941.35. 
But then the market suddenly dived and closed at 11,878.71, down 56.94 points, or 0.48%. There were 50 gainers and 78 decliners over the whole market on volumes of 36.63 million share transactions, worth $146.9 million. Read all that and more at businessdesk.co.nz. And finally, a sneak peek at our daily quiz. The crime known in the US as larceny is referred to in New Zealand as what? Have a great Wednesday. 